and welcome to Elite Cadre, the War Machine Horde podcast that doesn't take itself too seriously. I'm Mike. I'm Alex. I'm Alex. <laughs> Both can't be Alex. Ah, this is how it begins. Not with Multiple. a whip. Not with a bang, but with a whimper. Multiple Alexes, it's my nightmare. <laughs> I'm Alex. He can be Alex. Oh, yeah, we know you're Alex. I'm Hello. living my hot-blooded robot fantasies. And we don't want to know about you. And yeah. you're like a waifu. If I start, if I start shouting with like elaborate dance music in the background, like Japanesey dance music, then you'll well, be every other Twitch streamer. I uh, could be. <laughs> we're not on Twitch, we're on YouTube. That's a good point. Yeah, but I was referring to the fact that Twitch streamers often do that anyway. That's what we're gonna have to do. That's how we're gonna do it. We're gonna oh, have to go through to Twitch when YouTube gets pulled. When Are we getting bigger? Are we well, going to? Well, when Hangouts gets pulled, we use YouTube Live. Um. Because that's just easier. Okay. You do it all through Vine. Oh my lord. You I'm you... getting cold as well, you idiot. I'm oh, just going to start stabbing things in a second. It's fine. Just, you know. Just make sure <laughs> you stab the enemy. If you, feel, if you feel some mild pain, please just lie on the floor and bleed out. Um, okay. Chris. Well, in, enough of that intro. Uh, with someone scraping away in the background. Um, yeah, I don't yeah. know who that is. It's, it's always Alex. Always, okay. always Alex. Eating dinner, scraping, painting, something, making noise. Painting, scraping, does. scraping, scraping, painting, scraping, Alex. Okay. <laughs> I don't know either. This week, this week uh, we decided to issue, sort of give a request to the community to give us some topics to talk about. And they have responded in full force with... Uh, we gave uh, them lots of notice as well, didn't we? Yes, at least ooh, uh, two hours. Four hours. There we go. So, they have responded in full force with uh, a moderately sized Reddit thread and also some questions on Twitter. Uh, what I'll do is I'll probably start with Reddit and go from, well, the, the, the top post downwards. That sounds like a plan. Upvotes. It does, doesn't it? So, first of all, we have this relatively unknown chap, Yastabal. Oh, yeah, no one's heard of him. <laughs> um, the, the first question... Dave. The first question that he's got, should PP have wait, released... Wait, wait, wait. In- yeah, multiple questions. <laughs> yes. Yes. Multiple questions, much like the multiple interruptions I get <laughs> every single episode. What episode are we on now? 75... <laughs> Hang on, does that mean we're, we're, we're the third quarter class? Three quarters of a century. Yeah. yeah. We've done five years, three quarters of a century, so on and so forth. Anyway. I'm not sure how you got five years out of 75. That just doesn't add up. It's like we got lazy at some point. Yeah, yeah, the point where I moved and couldn't podcast. Um, and then the point where my leg died and I couldn't podcast. You see how this works? Well, that was the whole team. Well, you went to China and we kept recording anyway. There's a difference there. Who yeah, goes well, to China? Alex? No, oh, okay. Why did Alex that, go to that was China? Actually, we've, been, we've been going for longer than five years. Well, obviously longer than five years. Yes, we have but been that... going for longer than five years because the five-year retrospective was a couple of episodes ago. Okay, I'm going to be quiet now. Did I miss the five-year retrospective? Oh, yes. Did we get anyway, Australians in? No, we didn't have any Australians in. We just had us. Well, yeah, let's, we're not, we're we, not we, going to do a guest show, a guest host again. We, we did that once. It was dangerous enough. It was anyway. pretty great, though. Oh dear. Should I get to this first question now? Yeah, Yeah, that'd be nice. Okay. Should PP have released info on the upcoming errata three to four months before it happens? No. 
Wait, no, they did, didn't they? They gave us a little bit of an outline of what they were planning to do, but they didn't give us specifics, and I think that is the right way to do it. They told us, I believe, middle of of October or early October, that the errata would be coming in January. Okay. So, opinions. Are we saying that's a bad thing, or are we saying that uh, they should have given us more info on it? No, no, no. This is individual opinions. Come on, we've got we've got stuff to say. Or do you want me to go first with mine? I, I personally think that people were clamouring for it, and they were, you know, there, there was issues that needed to be addressed. Um, and I think that it's gone some way to appeasing um, the community's fears and concerns with the game at the moment. I think obviously there is that now to a level of uncertainty. Uh, we're not sure whether Scorn is going to be uh, a chicken panini or cheesecake more or not later no. Uh, no not the chicken and the cheesecake no <laughs> get it right we're not sure if there's a chicken panini or a cheesecake that's chicken exactly panini. what I said why would you have a yeah. no. because you don't know what you're going to put sweet chilli sauce on you don't want sweet chilli sauce on your cheesecake I, I don't have sauce <laughs> I, I like so, my food dry you're just weird you're, yeah. like these, you're like these people who have Sunday roasts without gravy aren't you I like, no, I like gravy, just a small amount. I don't like my food drowning in sauce. See, whereas I'm going completely off topic, I will get back to it in the second. <laughs> whereas, <laughs> whereas when <laughs> we go to the cadre, where we always stay on topic all the time. Ex- exactly. Whereas well, when the, ha- when the there house was goes. One to- request, just hmm. to interrupt you, Mike. There, we are on topic because there was one request on Twitter for us to talk about food. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> so we're anyway, topic. so so. When the house goes to the uh, the Toby Carvery, I actually institute a multiple filtration system for my gravy. I, I fill the plate with gravy, and then I stack the Yorkshire puddings and fill the top one with gravy. Are you a northerner? Well, I was born in Bolton, so well, that explains a lot. So the as Bolton. Oh wow. Yes. So as I eat the meal, the gravy filters through from the top Yorkshire pudding and through the bottom of the bottom one, keeping the gravy level constant on the plate. So you you've well, actually built. Skills. Some sort of engineering like monument to gravy. Yes. Okay. It's amazing. Masterpiece, I think, is the word you're looking for. See, yes. I, I like a little bit of flavour on the f- a food, not drowning the other flavours of the food and the textures of the food to make it mush. You gravy, see, I had an aunt, right? Gravy enhances the flavour. That couldn't cook for toffee, and all her food just turned to sludge, basically. So that's, I think that's the phobia of too much sauce, is that <laughs> it basically becomes completely, like... Undistinguishable sludge. <laughs> anyway, it's and, it, and it's fine because we don't talk to that side of the family. I, I, I'm going to try and get back on topic but, here. So, right, fine. You, <laughs> with you with bringing out the, I, I, I actually, as much as it pains me to say, I actually kind of agree with Alex. They needed to say something at the point where they said it because there was a lot of um, there was a lot of commentary coming out about the game that wasn't necessarily putting it in the best of lights and. PP have always tried to put themselves forwards as a very responsive and community-focused uh, organisation. So, actually saying, look, we've said there will be a rata every six months. Here is where the six-month point will be in January. Here's what we're currently considering. Please be aware, this might change. There might be more than this involved in the rata. There might be less than this involved in the rata. We might stick with what you know with, for a lot of the points with what we've got now, but we want you to be aware that it's coming. Um, so I think they did have to release something at that point. However, I think January is possibly a little too far out to leave it. Yeah, 
I, I think I, I think they needed to talk at that point, and they, I, I, as much as it possibly would have thrown their testing off, I actually think it could have just been brought back a bit and come out, say, in about two weeks. Well, well, let's think that this isn't a video game that we're patching here, so you can't, like, if something doesn't work, you can't instantly change it. Can't so, you? What, in a, in a game? Like, and get that communication out to yep. as many Depends people as possible? It's coming out, I guess, because so, it's a plan for January as well. That might be what's holding it up. We don't know that information. Well, they have to have that they have to have the information finalised well before the cards go to print. Correct. Uh, and also, I don't believe January is when the cards are coming out. The cards, if I remember my schedule right, will actually be coming out in June. Okay. But the actual so, physical update of the... Uh, sorry, the IT digital. update of... Yeah, digital will be as soon as the errata hits, surely. Yes, yes, that will. And and, and that that's a, a key point here. You're saying that they can't update instantly, but how many infernal rulings, how many errata, how many changes have dropped with less than 24-hour notice and radically changed the game? But, but they've radically changed the game, uh, but you people have to know about it. In a video game, those rules are defined, basically, as soon as the change happens. It, it, you need somebody to know about an infernal ruling to make... You know, you need a judge that's actually clued up or a TO that's clued up. It, yes. You... you, you I, I will... I will Sorry. agree. With, I will agree with you there, and I, I think you're making an absolutely valid point. But for, uh, and this is going to sound very bad, but for the points where it matters, mm. uh, that is communicated very quickly. So I'm, I'm by that I mean uh, your Masters tournaments. I'm talking WTC, ETC, uh, UK Nationals, Welsh Masters, all these, all the big events that have large concentrations of players. That word gets around very quickly. Uh, now, for, for for games where it's just you know two people who live next door to each other playing games on the kitchen table, um, yeah, it might take a little bit longer to reach them. But by the same point, it it kind of doesn't matter so much because as long as those two people are playing with a rule set they agree on, who cares? You know, they're having fun. Um, yeah. But for a big, they could for, have, have errated and have ruled several things already themselves, and no one exactly. else would ever you know, know about that and never care yeah. about that. At the end of the day, it's their game. They can play it the way they want to play it. Um, where where these things do matter is where lots and lots of people are all coming together to play the game, and they have to have an agreed rule set. And yeah, those big tournaments will generally have either word of mouth or a judge who will stand there at the front and go. And we've actually seen this multiple times while I've been playing the game, where a judge has stood at the front and gone, "Right, this rule has only just been changed. Everyone needs to be aware of it before we start." Um, the the big one that I remember was the changes to the line of sight rules at UK National Masters back when it was at the Clarendon Suites um, because there were people doing things like getting around uh, cover by turning models' bases so that the cover wasn't in their line of sight. Yeah, it used to be legit. Yeah, so... Yeah, I, I mean... Yeah, I, I think there's, there's very little excuse to not sort of have something done quickly. Um, I can appreciate PP wanted to stick to their their long-term release policy and fair play, and, and they didn't have to announce what they did. But I think that they, you know, they, they were under pressure too, and it's good for the community that they know. I mean, they said at the start that they would go, that they were going to be regular updates to things like that. What we got here was details of what exactly is changing for a couple of things, which is pretty cool. 
We know that Scorn's getting reworked. We know that the top 5% is going to get nerfed and the bottom 5% is going to get buffed. What that top 5% and bottom 5% is, we don't really know right now. It's been very interesting to see a thread about the top 5% uh, popping up on the PP forums quite regularly. Uh, in that there are people going, no, don't nerf the top 5%. Bring everything else up to meet it. Um, which is interesting. I thought that's what they were going for this time round. Rather than clear having, you know, shite, they'd have um, a lot of quality. I think the thing is, they've, they've got to keep everything within a range. Yeah. And they can't, they can't errata everything at once. So I think they, I think they have to try and get some idea of, okay, what is an average stat line and make deviations from that rather than bring the entire curve up. Yes. Um, and I mean, think the way this is supposed to work, with the nerfing of the top and the buffing of the bottom, if they over-nerf something, it will fall into the bottom 5%, and on the next update, it will get buffed again. That way, they can find a way to keep the unique playstyles that each caster brings, without having to worry too much about them being completely irrelevant for an entire version of the game. I actually don't think for some things that an over-nerf would be too bad, um, because some of the most powerful stuff is the most powerful stuff from Mark II. Okay. So I'm not I'm not going to name any particular stuff, but there is a okay. lot of stuff... It's coming there on is, Friday. There is, there is quite a bit of stuff that's carried over. So a little bit of an over-nerf, and then maybe bringing something else in the faction up a touch just gives that faction a little bit of a different flavor for a while. Um, it's something you actually see in video games quite often, where... Something starts out strong, goes, okay, this is the new thing, try this. And then about six weeks later, they go, oh, no, 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 let's, let's, let's tone that down a lot. Yes. Uh, and, and, and then bring in something new. So that you've constantly got this kind of revolving meta that means that you don't see the same builds of everything happening all the time. Um, and I, I appreciate you can't quite do the same thing with War Machine. You can't quite have that much turnover. But it would be interesting to see a little bit more turnover than there is in terms of where models are. Okay, so so are we good on that one? Yeah, why not? Okay, so the second question. Will you be getting Blood Bowl? Oh, don't say so enthused, Benj. Oh, well, I'll, uh, I don't play Blood Bowl. I would quite like to get Blood Bowl. I, mean, I own about three copies of it on PC, but uh, at this point. I, I, I will be buying the Blood Bowl boxed game because I sold my soul to that Games Workshop devil long ago. Uh, <laughs> Will you be going to your local Warhammer to buy it? <laughs> are they still doing that? Of course they are. Uh, probably okay. not. Um, I'll probably have it delivered to my workplace. We have a local Warhammer here in Basingstoke. Yes, we do. I don't know where it is, but I know it must exist because I sent someone to town to go and get me some liquid green stuff, and they came back with it. Hmm. So... There must be something there. Um, so yeah, I, I will be getting Blood Bowl. I have my Wood Elf team in the bottom of the cupboard, although they're not playable out of the box. Maybe. How much have you changed it? Uh, none. Uh, cool. the, so I can just play Goblins and lose forever. Fantastic. The, the version they've printed from the review I heard earlier on today uh, is it is the last version of the living rulebook that was decided by the Blood Bowl Rules Committee. So okay. it's it's not quite the version you might remember if you bought the last boxed game. Is it the version that I play on PC? Yes. 
fun. Because, because the version that is on... Uh, it's Blood Bowl 1 for PC, not Blood Bowl yeah, 2. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. That's Blood the one Bowl... more of. I haven't really played Blood Bowl 2. Blood Bowl 2 made some stat changes that don't exist in the Blood Bowl boxed game, I believe. Such as? I believe the human catcher got plus one arm. Oh my, plus one arm. Oh, uh, sorry, plus, plus one AV. That's, it's AV for Blood Bowl, isn't it? Okay, so he's uh, not got plus one arm to have him catch then. <laughs> no, he's not Chaos. Um, so yeah, there, there were some stat changes and stuff for Blood Bowl 2 that haven't been carried over into this. Um, one thing that is interesting is that they now have unit cards for Blood Bowl. Mm. So one thing I always thought with Blood Bowl was that they should be able to catch that ball because it's got spikes. Surely they'd get it impaled in their hand and then just run with it. Who is Shirley you keep talking to? Your (laughs) mum. No, her name's Helen. Uh, Okay, sorry. I'll talk to Helen. There's a a reason they wear big padded gloves if they're catchers. And why it's also so hard. Pardon? They're bakers as well? Yeah, sure, why not? Okay. Cool. Wait, no, that's another game. Um, but it's called Blood Bowl for a reason. Yes, yes, and I, I I look forward to seeing more people playing Blood Bowl again because while the review I sort of earlier today said you know it it feels a bit old to me it's still just as it ever was. It is a fantastic game and possibly with the exception of Epic, the finest one that Games Workshop have ever produced. Yeah, I mean, with, with you saying about the unit cards as well, if you, uh, the the original, well, the the one I remember, I think it was second edition, maybe, maybe third edition, I think possibly third edition, that did have a little kind of card for your team in it. Yes, uh, that had, and obviously that had, the, other, the additional teams yeah. that you can then play don't, but that had the team sheet. Um, but what they've uh, what they've changed this is that they are now individual cards. Yeah, yeah, which makes sense. Which makes sense. I don't know if that'll carry over to the rest of them because we're obviously we've got Blood Bowl first of all, then I believe in a couple of months there's Death Zone, which is going to be coming out with at least the Skaven team. Yeah. Um, people tuning in for War Machine are going to have an odd time of this entire discussion, frankly. Um, play goblins yet? No, the, the the four teams we've seen are humans, orcs, Skaven, and dwarves. Yeah. Um, so uh, people are kind of very sceptical that the release will stick around for long enough to get things like halflings in there uh, or uh, pro-elves to go along with the high elves and dark elves and wood elves. Um, but we'll, we'll see how this goes. <laughs> so I, I, I thought the, the models, by the way, absolutely gorgeous. And interestingly enough, you can assemble them without glue. What? What madness. The Blood Bowl miniatures, in the review I saw, the guy assembled... Both teams had had them played uh, played on the pitch and sort of you know they they were repeatedly handled, flipped over, whatever. There was no glue involved. It's, it's similar to the plastic that they made spatial cats of, that coloured yeah. plastic that is you know quite hard. Yeah. Um, you know a few pegs um, to fit them together. It's all kind of the, the 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 way the models come. I believe is is two identical sprues. So you get 12 players on each team. Yeah. Um, so there's like two throwers, two catchers on the humans. Um, six linesmen and then and two blitzers. Two blitzers. That's it. So you've got effectively six of the same sculpt on each side, um, and then the orcs is is fairly similar. Obviously, you've not got a uh, a catcher. You've got a thrower, uh, a black orc uh, against six linesmen. Well, two throw two throwers, two black orcs, six linesmen, and uh, two blitzers. Yeah. 
So, uh, yes, very much looking forward to that. I, I, I would keep on conversing about this all day, but... Every day, th- forever. <laughs> you <laughs> joke. You joke. Um, okay. Maybe once the game comes out and we've got it in our hands, we can have a bit more of a, a chat about it then as well. Yes. For it once we've actually got it in our hands. Yes. Because I, so, I, I will hope, be hoping to get it. Yeah. Next question I've got. Uh, should the limited releases of Journeyman Grown Up be allowed in tournaments? Yes. Done. So, sorry, I, I, don't, I don't quite follow this question. So when, when you say should the limited... So, so um, at the next event, which I believe War Machine Weekend, which is coming up this weekend... Um, BlizzCon? There will, there will be a... Reli- <laughs> there will be a release of the new uh, war, uh, Warlocks yep. for uh, Hordes. Yes, the, the, the lesser Warlocks gone big boy. Yeah. Yes. Now... They will be considered the full release, despite uh, overall public availability not being until later. Okay. So, what was the view with the War Machine uh, Warlocks? Uh, War Machine Warcaster, sorry. Uh, they they were legal in games, much as Colby was the day they were released. Colby. At, at, that, at that event. No, they were street legal day they were out. Right. Well, same if that's the case, then that's set the precedent. Then yes, they will be. Yeah. It's exactly the same with Haley Three. Haley Three was the second that, that limited edition, and Butcher Three, and yep. Twins, and everything before it. It's not. Be, it's not a new concept. It's just this yeah. time every faction had something at the same time. Yeah. Now, the I, if you wanted one of those new Warcasters, it was not hard to get one. The restraining factor was just down to money. Could you import it from the US? That yeah. was the only thing that could that, that, that was a sort of blocker to it. Play to and win. Also, <laughs> pay, pay to win, sure. Um, well, hang on. Not even that. Um, if you go to most of your friendly local gaming stores, uh, what you'll find is if they've got a decent private press player base, they will actually help you do... The importing, I know, for instance, uh, when we went to Titan Games in Litchfield regularly, when uh, Gen Con or when War Machine Weekend or Lock and Load were on, they would go, okay, guys, we're making an order. What do you want to add? And it would enable you to basically get a much reduced set of uh, postage and taxation. Even if you've not got kind of a store that is receptive to that, if you have got a decent player base and you can get together and and collectively agree on what it is you want before the release comes out, then you can can put that order in and, and like you say, reduce the amount of shipping. In theory, duty is scalable, so it probably won't reduce the amount of duty you're paying. But then, with Worldbound, they charge a fee for handling it, so that's yeah. only going to be one fee as opposed to yeah. six or seven fees. I was just going to say that it does reduce that fee. The, 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 the tax stays the same, but the uh, last time I checked, it was about nine quid yeah. was the handling fee. So if nine of you pay it, that's only one pound instead of you know, nearly a tenner extra per model. Um, so I've got no problem with stuff being made um, you know, available like this. It's usually on the PP store. As yeah. well as at the convention, um, like the days of when you, when I got my uh, Mountain King in the first release and uh, had to get it ninja shot, but then that wasn't available for general release back at that point. Exactly. That was, that was because it was so limited and it was only available if you were physically there. It was it was a uh, okay. This isn't street legal yet, but because it's open to everybody, yeah. I have no issue with that whatsoever. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I think that's that question answered. 
Uh, next one. Is it wrong for a WTC player to go to an end of journeyman league tournament asking for a friend? No. It should ne- it's never wrong for any player to go to any tournament so long as they are there having fun and the other players are. It's not detrimental to the other players' experience. I, I can't say any more than that, really. That's. You <laughs> see, <laughs> player should have the nerves about them to know what that tournament is about. And while yeah, it'd be great. Yeah, you know, it's great to win every game. If you kind of roll in there. How I game you through? Don't talk to anyone. Don't kind of give anyone any hints and tips. Look, you know, this is like advice on this is what you could have done. This is how you could have, you know, avoided putting yourself in this position, uh, and just kind of doesn't share that knowledge. Then yeah, I think that's maybe the wrong thing to do. I wouldn't say it's wrong to enter the tournament, but I think if you enter it with the right mind frame and, and kind of do well by the people who are attending, I think it can have have great value actually. Basically, uh, apply apply Wheaton's law. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, more, more, more than that, though, so I'd say if, if he can, if that player, he or she, can share their knowledge with, with yeah. the players at that tournament and help them improve, and that is only going to help them improve. Oh, definitely. I mean, one of my very first tournaments um, that I went to uh, was Fun Quick and Dirty, and I came. Because, I don't remember how this came about, but I ended up being placed against Jamie P in two separate rounds. So I played against Jamie P twice, and this was back just I, before... I, 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 know, I, I know what this was. You didn't play against him two rounds. You re-racked because you lost quickly the first time. No, no, no. I played. I got matched against him twice because I played against Jamie, and then Jamie stepped out, took over running the tournament, and Loxham played me instead. Okay. Um, but, yeah, um, Jamie went and basically in the second game I actually played against no I think yeah yeah um, and I can't remember which order it was now anyway one I played against one then played against the other because I got re-racked against it because uh, in the second game I played against Jamie Jamie showed me how Moloch Khan worked the game was over very very quickly as a result we re-racked and went again and he went through step by step what I could do to avoid being Moloch and to this day I have still never lost a game to Moloch Khan killing my caster I think it's perfectly fine for them to turn up and ruffle stomp the lot of them, take the trophy, and might drop out. <laughs> and not say a single word to anyone apart from, that's dead, that's dead, that's dead. Um, that's because you're okay. a cynical, horrible, jaded human being, Benj. That's Question fine. people's choices. Why are you playing that? That's crap. Yeah, just, just as soon as they give you the list, just go... <laughs> and then throw it down and go, I'm choosing one caster... From two, either one could beat you. How's this gonna go? <laughs> you decide. Oh, you're the worst. I could get lunch. I don't know. No, no, that'd be horrible. That'd be absolutely terrible, and that person should be chemically castrated. I'm guessing you're uh, talking from some sort of experience here. Uh, no, no. Everyone I've ever played has been a lovely individual. <laughs> You're teeming with so much sarcasm right now. Yeah, I think, I think it's explode. I think it's the diazepam. Okay. I'm, I'm chilled. <laughs> so, so yeah. In conclusion, never be afraid to go to any tournament. Uh, just turn up and have fun. Uh, yeah. Don't yeah. be the dick who goes there, says barely anything to anybody, stomps everything, and walks away with the prize because you're the better player and you should have it. I'm yeah. I'm perilously afraid actually of getting matched up against a horrible person, and I don't mind losing round one to go into the lower brackets. And unless the lower brackets are then full of the tryhards who think they should be even higher, you generally get a decent set of games in the lower brackets for the rest of the game and can potentially maybe get three wins in that. Bench, so, 
what? if you want a nice, enjoyable tournament, next time there's one on, come to Bristol, and no. it, it's, it's a great day out. Is, is it? Yes. Okay. He gets the mic. Seal of approval. You can face Rich Dean and his army of... Oh, tough. What's that? <laughs> that sounds fun. Right. Oh, I'll, shit. I'll, there goes Irish too out the window, then, I guess. I'll, I'll, I'll talk more about that later, probably, but uh, yes. Okay. okay. So, we've done that one. Um, okay, now one I kind of need to paraphrase a little. Um, is it acceptable for... Boris Johnson. Uh, Oh, moving on. Oh, no politics! Haha, <laughs> <laughs> someone else. Well, it's only to air, so I'm sure that the American election will be on, and we all know if we're No, stop! I mean, the news no. might have already gone off by the time... No time politics, yeah, cease, the next, desist. The next time we go on, we could all be dead. <laughs> <laughs> this could be the last ever recording of Elite Cadre. Wow, it could be like a time capsule to the future <laughs> generations to invent time travel and go back. And Every single episode, I'm thinking this could be the last episode of Elite Cadre, or maybe it's just a vain hope. <laughs> no. I knew that was coming. Uh, okay, so uh, I, I, I'm having to paraphrase this on the fly. So, is it uh, acceptable for a company who has done a Kickstarter for a game to deliver units at retail before they deliver them to their uh, Kickstarter pledges? Yes, because it's not supposed to be a pre-order thing. It's that that's the whole. Uh, it's not acceptable. It's just gonna happen. It's literally Kickstarter. The companies use it now to avoid having to, you know, to know exactly the quantities that they're going to produce, um, uh, for, and get a, get an estimated retail basically uh, um, analysis from that that they can potentially sell in the brick and mortar. But it's to avoid. It's to have that early revenue basically to secure. Yeah. But doesn't that then make it even more unacceptable when they don't deliver them to people? Oh yeah, but you, you're an idiot if you signed up for especially can, if you signed up to one that's already proven themselves to be you know that whole fiasco where they go and they maybe rebrand themselves or you know and they and then they put out another Kickstarter and people just fund it automatically. The amount of Kickstarters now that just get auto funded because they're like a board game and people just throw money. It's a self. You know, fulfilling prophecy at the moment. It's a cycle that's just going to keep going on and on until people just stop for a second. I mean, it comes think. down to what is stated in the Kickstarter. If the Kickstarter has specific levels of this is for retailers, this is for um, you guys will guarantee to fill your orders by this point, I see no issue with that whatsoever. I just hate Kickstarters because you you know that you, the retail version you are buying is not the ultimate version. You are literally, you've missed out if you've missed out on a Kickstarter of a company that can fulfill it at some point. Most of them are late anyway, but you're missing out on half of the content that you could have got at potentially half the, the actual cost. Then so. vote with your feet. I don't think yeah. I've backed a Kickstarter in a very long time. Well, I've only backed a few, and I've backed one recently that failed, which was sad because that looks... But I, they've secured private funding, which does happen, and that's quite good. So did that fail to fund, or did that fund and then failed subsequently? Uh, no, it failed to fund due to, I think, just poor marketing, really, um, on their part. Maybe... And, and and not enough sort of um, 
Not, not many of the outlets, uh, media outlets, covered it. So uh, the gaming, it was a, it was a, it was an actual digital game rather than a board game. Okay. So, but they're a bigger risk than board games. Oh yeah, starters. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was gonna say I have been wait. Uh, I dread to think now how long I've been waiting uh, for one of the games I funded for not very much money. I started so, then. Uh, no, uh, drift stage. I just noticed the delivery date. Uh, <laughs> when is it? Two thousand thirteen. Well, no, it's not quite that early. So uh, it's successfully funded February the eighth, two thousand fifteen. Going to be delivered by twenty sixteen. Today. Uh, the uh, estimated the estimated delivery date was December two thousand fifteen. Oh well, that wasn't happening, was it? Um, well, it could have, because it, it's only kind of a very small game. It's meant to be sort of a 90s arcade racer in 3D with sort of like some really offensively bad colours and music that sounds like Sega did in the early 90s. So I, did, they, did they get like more money and then decided they could actually make a decent game? Because that's always a problem. They always then try to make a triple-A title due to the amount. Uh, no, no, they weren't massively overfunded. I mean, they mm-hmm. asked for $30,000, and uh, they got fifty-seven. Okay. So, so <laughs> They're not, making a triple-A game on $57,000. It's not a triple-A game. It's, it's designed to be a, a small, pure arcade racer from the 90s. Then what went and, wrong? Uh, what's gone wrong is it's taken longer to develop than they thought. Hmm. And, and that, well, we, we, we're still getting... Progress updates. We're still seeing new alphas coming out, but because I didn't back for the alpha or the beta, I have to wait. So I will be here for a while. Okay, one day this game will come out. You'll get a free copy of it, and you'll have some fun oh, with it. And anyway, yes, for ten dollars, I have given myself a present in the future. Correct. Um, that you probably get, and you'll be like. No, no, it'll get it. I mean, like, what was I thinking at that time? Seriously. Well, I, I, I've not got many unfulfilled Kickstarters at this point. I've wait, got, wait. What have we got? Relic Knights. Uh, no, that, 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 deli- that delivered. Um, <laughs> what did it deliver? <laughs> Disappointment. Uh, I'd rather not go into that one. No, so okay. the, the ones I've got open, uh, Drift Stage, obviously, Ukulele, uh, Super Dungeon Explore Legends, which is cutting it fine, I believe. Um, I've got uh, Riding Bean, the High Octane Anime Blu-ray. Uh, oh, actually, take that one off. The Dresden Files Cooperative Card Game, Temp Worker Assassins, and uh, some flat terrain for War Machine. Hey, you've got that flat terrain. Yeah, I've got some, but this is more. So uh, the, the, this is uh, the, the company I went with originally, Hidden Forest Gaming. Uh, decided to do a second Kickstarter to add more to their line. Uh, things like uh, where are we? They, they, they added the uh, the fog banks. They added uh, burning earth. Uh, oh, the acid, new stuff, the acid bath and things like yeah, that. Yeah, acid pools. Uh, they had a lot of Gilball uh, stuff as well. Oh, they added uh, rubble uh, as well as variable sizes of forests. And also, <laughs> because their original set didn't come with enough, they've they added more flags. Because their original set only came with three, and Steamroller now requires four. So uh, yeah, I, I I I quite liked their flat terrain, and I'm quite happy to have more of it. And that was a decent one. But yes, going back to the topic at hand, um, th- there's two points of view I have to take on it. One is that yes, it is. I'd, I'd say it's 
morally wrong to deliver to stores before the people who've invested in your product. However, these people are businesses, and sometimes there are business necessities that need to happen in order for that delivery to take place in full. Uh, I know, for instance, that one Kickstarter that I uh, joined in on, uh, through various reasons, they knew that they couldn't fund all of the backers. They, they knew they couldn't. And they made a video and said, look, we're going to send you the basic version of the game. We're sorry. We, we, we just don't have the cash. What they also did was they managed to get one shipment of the basic game into stores, which then sold out funded some more, and then when they'd actually got the cash from that, they went back and said, okay, we said you weren't going to get this, but here's the rest of what you bought. So in that instance, it was a case of they could either deliver as much as they could and go out of business, or they could deliver to stores first and make sure you actually get what you paid for. They got out of business shortly after this, though. No. Yeah. This, the, the, that company's still around as far as I'm aware. Mm-hmm. Not going to name the Kickstarter, obviously. Um, so <laughs> join the After Dark show for the name and shame. <laughs> oh god! No, no, still going to do that. It's already uh, After Dark. We're in the UK, mate. Some, yeah. some of them aren't name, name and shame. Some of them just didn't work. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, if you want, if you want the ultimate one that didn't work, look at uh, the Doom that came to Atlantic City, uh, which got fairly well funded on Kickstarter and then got its ass sued off uh, by. Um, Oh, it's not Parker Brothers. It was Parker Brothers, but it's now someone else who owns Monopoly. Because it turns out that they just nicked half the mechanics of Monopoly and the board design and a lot of other stuff because they wanted to make Cthulhu Monopoly. Um, Why does everyone have to stick Cthulhu in everything these days? Uh, because it's, it's, it's a popular thing. Um, so Ninjas, so 2010. Yes, quite. Right. So, uh, are we are we done with the Kickstarter discussion? Do we feel there's more in that one? Can we move no. on? No. Okay. So, next question. How does your group feel about playing opponents with unpainted models? How do you get the motivation to get a list fully painted? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I hate it when my opponent plays with unpainted models. I don't need motivation to paint. I just paint like a machine. <laughs> I'm sensing sarcasm within you. If you can't paint, you shouldn't be playing the game. Yeah, I agree with that one. Yeah. Um, you're, you're, you're my playgroup, Mike, so you tell me. Um, I have no problem with playing against unpainted models as long as I can tell what they are. That's it. Um, the game is there to be played. It's it's not about painting. It's nice if you do. Uh, but at the end of the day, we're there to shuffle models around, roll some dice, and have a good time. Uh, if you happen to enjoy painting, great. I'll happily play against your painted models. Um, I won't. I won't happily play against you know the the base that you've got half a model lying next to because you <laughs> haven't assembled it yet. That's just not on. Hey, you played uh, against my blue tack models the other day. Yes, but at least you'd assembled the models and had a valid reason for not including the flight stands. Bloody flight stands. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that, that I don't. I am referring to uh, people who've done things like, um, oh, I've got a diatrol mauler, but. It's broken. I'm just going to put this base here, and then you forget for half the game. And then they go, "Oh, and my Dartron Mauler charges you caster." Oh, okay. GG. I think on the opposite scale of things, from my point of view, I, I, I again invoking Will Wheaton's law: don't be a dick. Um, 
in, in that don't be a dick about being elitist about, you know, oh, I only play painted models, so I only want to play against painted models. I think that can lead to, and I, I don't think I've ever experienced it to that kind of extent, but I have from time to time experienced people who show disdain, shall we say, for unpainted models, and yeah, it's great if everyone had the opportunity or the inclination to paint all the models, because it does, the game does look better when you're playing two yeah. fully painted armies on a beautifully sculpted model board, um, you know, with some great terrain features on there, um, and it does, it looks really good, but not everyone is, is at that space of, of wanting or never having the ability to do that, so... I'll, I will also say that this is a game populated by, let's say, a majority of mm, lazy bastards. Be, be, those between 18 and 50 with disposable income. So those who have jobs. Um, and they don't necessarily have all the time in the world. That age group also includes people who have families. But yes, I agree. And, you know, not, not everyone has the time, the inclination, the ability to paint to a really high standard. So, well, yeah, it's great. I, yeah, I have no, no issues whatsoever against playing with or against unpainted models. Um, and I would hope that my opponents feel the same way. Yeah. That said, I would always encourage people to pick up a brush and paint. Um, personally, I find it to be quite a zen experience if I'm enjoying it. If I'm not, then... <laughs> Then hate painting became a thing. Um, I, I hated crow's cutthroats so much I wanted them done. Um, so, yeah, how do you get motivation to get a list fully painted? Sometimes it's a model I just want to paint. Other times it's something that I've sat there and looked at for long enough and just gone, I need to paint this because it, I need this out of my life. It needs to be done. Yeah. I mean, as well, I mean, if you if you do want to kind of set yourself motivation for doing that, one of the kind of tried and tested ways is is of kind of setting yourself a particular model that you do want to paint, but saying, right, I'm not going to paint that model until I've painted this squad. So I'll paint this this unit, which you know, units can often take a long time to get through, be a bit laborious, be quite similar to one another, uh, and be a general paint. So if you can get through painting a unit, reward yourself with painting a character or a solo, something of that nature. Um, and then kind of work through that way. Um, another option is to go down the route of, of not playing anything that's unpainted and just painting the stuff that you're going to play with and then, you know, limiting yourself to being able to do that. And then you're going to want to try new things out. So you're going to want to paint them and get it painted up and, and go, go through it that way. Um, I mean, I think sometimes I struggle sort of have great intentions of painting stuff and kind of going through slowly and getting stuff painted, but then just get it all built and start playing with it. And then, you know, once it's in the bag, it very rarely comes back out to get painted. Um, <laughs> so that is kind of one way as well, if you, if you do it slow and steady. So only only buy one thing at a time, go to the local game store, pick up a, a unit, paint that unit up. Once you've painted it, go and buy yourself another unit or, again, like a solo a character, War Beast, War Jack, you know, something like that that you can reward yourself with when you've painted that. Again, go out, buy something different, change it up, and, and build your army that way. I would say there is actually a, a very good way of, okay, if, if you're going to have a sort of a, a, a slow paint through all the stuff you own, uh, there is actually a very good way of motivating yourself to do that. There is um, another podcast out there called Lost Hemisphere Radio, and on their blog, uh, which is... Um, run by the wonderful G'day Bloke, there is an article called Paint the Target. And what happens is every month he will pick a topic. It might be large models, small models, models that have something to do with fire or cold or, you know, just stupid things. And it will be a, a wide range. You know, so 
if it's bothered to do with cold, it's, he's also said, well, you know, or this model might just be cool to you, or you know, whatever. Um, and then, end of every month, uh, he takes in photos of all those models and does a prize draw. Uh, I, I, I won one of the months with a Rossinante and have a, uh, a, a Lost Hemisphere bumper sticker. Um, and it's worth noting out with that as well. That's not kind of he's not awarding that on what he thinks is the best painted model. That is a random prize draw of all the entries that have gone in yeah. that month. Yeah. Uh, and he just gives a prize, you know, yeah. out of his prize pool, his prize you, stash. You may or may not also receive a kicky monk. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, stuff like that. Oh, the forums as well are a great place to go. There's, you know, on the private press forums, there is a. Um, a monthly kind of painting thread where people can pledge to paint particular models in a month, post yeah. work in progress shots, and then there's a, a kind of thread with a, a completed models. Everyone posts the completed models in there, and that's a good way to kind of see what other people are doing and you know, get that motivation from other people. Uh, you know, there's a lot of lot of resources out there: Twitter, Facebook, painting groups. Um, they're all out there. And if all else fails, uh, just to get get together a Skype call and um, talk to other people while painting. Yeah, yeah. And obviously, if anyone wants any kind of links, if anything we've mentioned, just give us a shout on Twitter or Facebook, and I'm sure one of us will be able to respond with with links to to Lost Hemisphere or you know the Facebook painting groups. There's a dedicated War Machine Hordes painting group on there. There's another one called the Finger Painters on Facebook that do again a monthly competition. Uh, that one is kind of you know based on a theme, and then the the members vote on which one they think is best. So that's more sort of competitively based but again you know you can you can adapt your models to that theme and paint a new thing every month and just just generally okay get stuff done. um i think we're are we about done on that one yeah i'm happy on that one okay cool I, i'm certainly done so um i am echoing as well have we lost benjamin nick no. no you're talking about paint yeah we're worlds away from nick here don't worry he's he, he's fine he's you know, he can keep himself amused. What's paint? You've got some painted models. Yeah, I didn't paint them. You painted some of them. I didn't paint them. Okay, fair enough. Um, I, 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 I paint, but um, at the moment, all my shit is in boxes. So. Well, you've just moved. You've got an excuse. I haven't actually moved. That's the thing. It's all oh, in boxes. Oh, what, Benj? Well, yeah, literally, my house is still not livable. Oh. Yeah, it's depressing. But yes, if if you are going to paint, um, a little bottle of Army Painter uh, Quick Shade will, uh, will will be the ultimate incentive because it will make your terrible models look half decent. Well, that's what I find. Skill in a bowl. It it really is. It really is. It turned my crow's cutthroats from a ragtag bunch of just green mess into something that might actually be called painted. Um, anyway, sidetrack aside. On to the next one. <laughs> oh, God, I've just noted which one this is. <clears throat> I'd be interested in hearing your thoughts about the current meta, whether local or large scale, and the steps taken to counteract these things. Not just the already known answers, but different ones that can get the job done. Um, I'm going to start on this one with uh, my personal stance. What's the meta? There is no current meta. We are still in the discovery phase. Now... Are there some powerful lists? Yes, absolutely. But I think even at the top, you will still find that there are people going, well, hang on. You've got that list, but I've got this pairing which just beats it hands down. 
I'll just use this. I, I, and then there's another one that beats that. And and there's there's still a lot of fluidity that I'm seeing in the game where people just aren't picking the same things. I, I don't know how other people are finding it. I turned up to a tournament and it was mostly Kato and Warjack Spam, um, which was sad. Um, and, and it's actually something I realized is I thought going into Mark III I'd be quite good with the Kador jacks that I had. I had a lot of them and bought duplicate, but still apparently not the right ones. So, um, yeah, what you want is the Mad Dog and the Berserker. Uh, you want, um, I don't know uh, if that's necessarily true. You want a bulldozer, uh, not a bulldozer, sorry. Uh, you want the, um, the clam jack because it can't be dragged, which is fun, and that's the head of the spear. And then... Um, See, that's, an in- that's, that's different from the one I'd heard. Oh, okay. I've heard at least four variations of the K-Door Jack spam there. Yeah. Um, I've heard either Karchev or Vlad running it. Yeah. I've heard um, majority mad dogs with berserkers and rages to fill in. Okay. Or I've heard majority mad dogs with four juggernauts. And now you're saying that there's another one that's got uh, Devastators? Uh, are they Devastators or the other D? I mean, they all sound like dildos. <laughs> um, the, the, the Destroyer is the um, the one with the uh, the Bombard. Yeah, uh, yes. Uh, well, and, and the, demol- the Demolisher is the one with the two guns on the top. It's the one that uh, does the Reign of Fire one, which I can't yes, remember. Yes, that, that, that's the Devastator. Yeah, okay. So it's got that's that's its only sort of range-ish attack, attack, and it's not really a ranged attack. It's like two inches, um, but no one uses for that. It's yeah. So yeah, there are different variations on it, but that one looks quite fun. Um, but then that's the definition of fun. I don't know what I, that I, is. I I actually, I actually think that that that's going to get a bit of a nerf. You think? Yeah. Mad dogs are probably going to go up in points cost. I actually think the easiest way to deal with that is to take a point of armor off the uh, the mad dogs you still just got that because one of the the, the uses oh, the, for them is the is just making them blow up uh yeah that that is true at the point cost you still got as many there to blow up but when you when you move down to the average military rifle shot is taking points of damage off them rather than now where it isn't then suddenly it becomes a lot easier to kill I mean, I, I think this is something PP need to have a look at. Um, but yeah, you, you're quite right. There is there is a theme there in the Kador Jack spam, but it's not quite the meta we were seeing at the end of Mark II, where you'd have, okay, you're bringing these two casters, these are their lists, and maybe you've got five or six points at the tail end to muck about with, but the majority of the list is set in stone. Yeah. We're, um, st- we're still very much in an area where you go, oh yeah, Cade or Jack Spam. What's that? Well, it's kind of got a core of their cheaper jacks, a couple of more expensive ones. It can be one of these two casters, mainly this one-ish. It's, uh, the meta's a lot more vague. It's, not yeah. as, it's definitely not as dialed in yet. It is because there are not... I don't think there are any uh, take-all-comers uh, take all comers lists. There, is, there are two lists that do you know one thing or another thing. There's no... Um, yeah. And, I, and so we're, we're a long way away from probably what a defined I, meta. What I would say as well, you've gone to tournaments and seen uh, Cade or Jack Spam. The two tournaments I've played in so far, no Cade or Jack Spam at all. 
Uh, there was an abundance of Signar, which, bleh. Yeah. <laughs> Signar in Mark Three. It hurts. It hurts and stings. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's my position on the matter. Any, anyone with anything else interested to say? I, mean, I think it, it, I agree with what you've said there, and I think it is. It's very early days at the moment. And I think kind of coming back to the thing, there's there's no all comers list. I think that's a good thing because it you know it has brought balance to the game because not no one list can can beat every other list, and it's kind of like the old sort of Star Wars thing, the one who brings the balance to the force. Yeah, you know, it might not be quite how you envisage it bringing balance <laughs> to the game, but it is it has brought balance to the game and. When you look at, and I know the WTC is not kind of accurate for solo tournament play, but you look at the the, the Madrat list at the WTC, you know, they, that had a, a not great record. I uh, want to know what caused that disparity. I, 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 I'm guessing it was because a lot, a lot of, uh, yeah, well, a lot of teams had some sort of answer to Madrak, but is that something that's continuing through other tournaments as well? Or? Maybe, maybe. You know, I, 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 I genuinely don't know because I haven't really seen any troll players in Mark Three. And it, it, it could well be that those those players that may well not be on the the very upper curve of of, of skill, who are using those power lists, who aren't going to use them as well as a more skilled player, should we say? You know, are taking that list because it's a powerful list and not necessarily playing it well. Yeah, that is that seems to be the general consensus. It's still a, a thing, you know. You have to be able to play the game well. Yeah, what, what in order to perform well. What has been interesting with Madrak as well is uh, the difference between how the US views him and how Europe views him. Um, th- this is purely from the, the comments on uh, Muse on Minis, where we've seen uh, one of the guys on there who said. Yeah, I play Madrak right at the front of my army because he's pretty much indestructible. And he says he's looked at the European players and Madrak's playing six, seven, eight inches further back. Yeah. Which is, uh, that's a hell of a difference in play style between being a frontline caster and being uh, more midline. It's... Is that going to result in losing more games on scenario or is that going to be, it'd be interesting to kind of think which one actually performs better. Yeah. Whether you'll actually get that definitive answer is. I mean, this is the same kind of disparity we saw in Mark II with things like the Stormlancers, which were just all over the place in European signal lists and didn't appear in the US. They've caught on now. Pardon? They've caught on now. Yes, they have, because they they made Stormlancers better for Mark III. Yeah, they need to be. (laughs) That, That was one of just those things that you sit there and go, you what? You've made Stormlances better? I mean, don't get me wrong. I think Cavalry in Mark II were something of a damp squib. Um, Richard Dean has just joined in on Twitter. Signar definitely have a meta. It's called Haley II, same as Mark II. No, uh, Richard Dean, that is not a meta. It's a powerful caster, and people like to play the power casters. Plus, because Haley was a power caster in Mark II, her playstyle is a little bit different from Mark II, but isn't quite the same. People feel comfortable after a little bit of an adjustment because they've spent hours and hours playing her. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think people are going <laughs> to you're going to see the power casters being played more. The power casters from Mark II being played more uh, because than they're comfortable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it's the same reason why whenever I go back to Kador or did in Mark II, I just picked up uh, P. Sorsha and went. I know how this works, guys. Just just trust me. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, mm. Meta, uh, I think my takeover for that will just be meta still developing, 
please ask again later. Yeah. I mean, at the moment, we're probably in the point where everyone's going to start net decking the WTC lists, so that'll become the new mayor, right? Uh, I think maybe we're the wrong podcast to ask. Yeah, I, I think we'll see more of a meta yeah. middle of next year. What's a when, meta? Yeah, exactly. Um, we'll, we'll see something more after the first errata, maybe even after the second. Well, sorry, after the second errata, and maybe even after the third, because that's when we'll see model fine tuning start to come into play. So. Nice question. Not sure with the group for it. Um, okay. Moving on. Yes, next question. What, if any, new stuff are you playing? This applies to both going back to old models with new rules and new releases. Timefall 2. Yeah. It's really good. You suck. Um, so I'll, I'll start with this one. Um, I actually cracked out two models last week that... Uh, not last week, week before, that I would never have played in Mark II. And that was a pair of mariners. Oh, your mariners. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, they were quite nifty, actually. I quite like them. Um, and I, Okay, and they were playing with something else that I didn't play with in Mark II, even though I had more access to them there, which was trenchers. Um, I, was using the uh. trencher, I was using the trencher officer as a loader for both mariners. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> That's uh, um, interesting. Yeah, I was, I was kind of playing my standard kind of Damiano package, which was steelhead halberdiers and um, the cavalry on one side with um, trenchers and mariners on the other, and it worked quite nicely. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm very happy with where the mariners are. They're a little bit awkward with that whole loader rule, which I really wish would go away. Um, I really and- wish the lance rule would go away. Like, yeah, well, literally go away. Uh, I will say that um, for things that have improved since Mark II, holy balls, trenches are fantastic now. Well, they, yes, they, are. they are just ridiculous. Trenches with Surefoot nearly drove someone insane while they were playing me. Def 15, tough trenches that don't get knocked down. They, they stayed around all game and just almost reduced someone to tears. It, it was amazing. So you're that guy that turns up at the tournaments, net decks, and <laughs> ruins everyone. Mic drops and yes, because my last my last tournament was so wonderful with a nil three record. I, I beat Madrat too, and that was my only win with of the a, day. With a stick, I just you know. No, no, no. It was it was it was the breast cancer uh, brawl. So oh, okay. it was it was basically just there was lots of you know pay pay to win hilarity in some cases, and in other cases I got. Told my conquest couldn't activate for one round. That that was depressing. Oh, what what was that? Oh, because um, you the more you could buy basically tokens that would go towards the the charity pool, and then with those tokens there were special rules. So it was so people for eight tokens you could say that model doesn't activate. So I was uh, playing against a guy who was playing. Uh, uh, three os and all the horses. That that that's that seems like a, a, a cheat that's not been thoroughly tested to me. <laughs> well, well, it was a it was a fun yeah fun tournament. Yeah. Oh no, but yeah, even then you kind of have to test the cheats to make sure they're fun. So well, yeah. you put in a well, no. where to counter that cheat, you have to pay more cans. Yeah, well, you, you did. You, you did have yeah. If you if you donated a lot, they you know you could a- say anyway no. anyway. Benj, is there anything you're finding yourself uh, playing differently to Mark II? Uh, I'm still trying to find out what Cador casters do and whether whether I can still 
pull off the well, 18 inch and a bit Butcher 3 assassination somehow. Um, but I haven't actually put them on the table yet. I've been playing other casters. I tried the Karchev thing, and I've never put I never played Karchev before, so I never no idea about the the toe shenanigans that you used to pull off. Um, but it, it seems, yeah, I'm using the jacks. I'm using Kador jacks. There's not just one jack in a in a in a list anymore. You know, there is there's two juggernauts because they're pretty damn good, especially if you can get some Pathfinder onto them and. You know, actually make make them a bit more mobile, but you know, Matt uh, Seven. Pathfinder on jacks, I missed that. Yeah, it, it, yeah. So we've got the jacks. We just need to have a way of running them. And so, yeah. So I'm I'm using jacks, and as I say, I, I don't have all of the ones that I would like at the moment. And and I really thought going into Mark Three that wouldn't be the case, but you know, I need just lots of juggernauts. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, they're not even the best looking of the of the Kador jacks as well, which is very sad. Or I could just clam jacket, I guess, and see. I, I'm see still a fan of the, origi- of the original metal juggernauts. Oh, no, wrong. Mm, no, I must say the Kodiak is a much better improvement in plastic than it ever was as a metal model. And the same probably think, goes for the juggernaut. The old, the old jacks with nostalgia goggles there, Mike. The, 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 the only reason I like the old metal juggernaut is because it was that sort of hunched over basically ball of metal it looked like it was just angry at the world it really didn't i I liked the ironclad from back then liked the signar ironclad that that was quite nice in metal for that one i can take on the metal or plastic i'm ambivalent on that one but there's Hmm. only i think there's only two jacks i prefer in metal uh that's the original juggernaut and well any nomad variant because that kit is the spawn of Satan. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's it's yeah. It, it, there's very few models where I'll actually say uh, uh, PP has made something that looks bad, and that the Merc heavies are they? The original Menoff heavies were pretty awful. They they were just big solid lumps of metal. The sad thing is, I, I actually couldn't tell them apart, Benj. Really? Oh. Uh, I, I, I look at men off Jackson. Go, that one's got a flaily thing. That one's got a possibly a rattle. No, you can't. Got a flamethrower. <laughs> this, this, I, mean, I could that, tell them, tell them apart. I just didn't know what they were called. Oh no, this is this is the, the this, is, this is not this is not convergence, people. You know, <laughs> and is not convergence. Well, speaking of convergence, that's what I've been playing lately. Yes, oh, God. So, have you put anything on the table with convergence that you didn't in Mark Two? Uh, yeah, convergence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you saw because I had um, before when I was playing in Mark II, I had all my convergence painted up, and yeah. uh, what most of the army I was playing with was unpainted when I played with you the other day. Yes. Plus, you gave me a delivery of convergence that uh, worked its way around the country a few times for getting to me. A delivery yeah. of convergence. Yeah, my convergence delivery tried to go to Glasgow. Never made it somehow, got returned to sender, and I just went, just send it to Mike. So it went from Glasgow back to where it came from, and then went from there down to Basingstoke, and then drove around in Mike's car for a while. Yeah. (laughs) This is a running thing. I cannot be bothered to take things out of my car. Yeah. So... 
um, yeah. playing Convergence was pretty fun. Now I'm going to uh, bring Haley on f- on on Friday because <laughs> power gaming, meta making, kind of still Convergence though, yeah. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She is actually. I He's will say no, Haley Ferry, Haley Ferry. I will no, say no, that that, that convergence list you were playing was particularly unpleasant to play against. Oh, if I hadn't messed it up, it would have been a completely different game. <laughs> well, hang on. First of all, if you hadn't messed it up, and secondly, if I hadn't rolled the nuts on that final damage roll, ah, uh, uh, there's a colossal over there. It's nine points short of death. I've got a power fourteen gun. Boost the damage. Trip six. That'll do. Kablam. Because oh. in games about dice, yeah, the problem was that robbed all my ability to roll dice for the entire weekend. Um, as uh, Rich Dean and Terry Slade will tell you, <laughs> I probably I probably wouldn't have won those games either way because they did outplay me. But my God, the dice the dice just looked at me and went, "No, just just no, all the time, no." Not today. They so. know that you've won too many tournaments of note. <laughs> <laughs> Recently, and they have decided to balance it. Uh, quite probably. Quite you, probably. You've PG's been power game in your way. Yeah, power you've been power gaming, gaming your that... way through Bristol. You know, McBain you is not power gaming. Don't know. Depends who you ask. It depends who you roll over. Steam, literally steam roller. Over. I, I have picked up one of the casters that I didn't like in Mark Two in Damiano, and that that was a that was a good fun um, for you. <laughs> For both of us, we ended, we, we ended up with about nine models total on the table. Um, admittedly, two of those were pretty much untouched mariners, but uh, yeah, it was it was overall a good game. Okay. Um, okay. So yeah. Okay. Alex, oh, oh, no, Alex doesn't play this game, right? Moving on to the next question. Uh, Alex doesn't play games. Um, I did play a game last week. Played one game of Mark Three. How long has Mark Three been out? Months. Yeah. There we go. So. Uh, opinions on design feedback in games. Player bias when reviewing game balance. Uh, Leave my faction hard. fun to play, stroke play against. Can we just kick ourselves in the nuts? And <laughs> Everybody is innately frustrated about something. And this goes, this goes for every game, regardless of what it is. There is always something that you believe is, is too strong and needs to be nerfed. But it's, nev- uh, it's very rarely that something needs to be buffed. It's always that something needs to be nerfed or that something is just right. And this has been evident in the MMO community for many, many years now. Uh, hang on, hang on, hang on. Can we include MOBAs in this as well? And the, and the mobile yeah. community, yeah, could, could, internet could. video games, internet. Okay, in, internet video gaming. Yes, we'll, we'll go for that one. And we'll go, we'll go with internet gaming in general. And we'll put that War War Machine is an internet community nowadays, and people express their opinions on the internet. And I'll just don't listen to it. Just move on. I, I miss. That's what I miss about Mark Two. The the hideous cesspool of the forums. You know, they, it felt like you were playing a proper video game. And, and, <laughs> Nerf and, paladins. Yeah, and it's yes. just like oh, they were paladins so brilliant. Were too strong, and, and, and like nerfed because apparently a dev plays them. Yeah, it was like it was just felt like I was playing fucking a, a really bad MOBA, and it was <laughs> and it was great. It felt really great. And now I don't get that anymore. It's, um, you know, <laughs> you feel sad because it's slightly more balanced. Uh, yeah, and the community's all nice and fluffy on Reddit. <laughs> really fucking tear into each other, like you know, that's fucking garbage. And your opinion's shit. 
You know, where, where is that? there's still forums out there. I do... know, but even the PP ones are heavily moderated now. Really? All those, those basement dwellers, I miss them. <laughs> start your own forums. Good day, start your own forums. I'm full of hate. You, you, you can find the old, what was it, Iron Agenda forum? There's nothing worse than an unpopulated hate wagon as well. <laughs> you really need like proper ben, maximum yield. Ben, of hate. The unpopulated hate wagon is the thing you are trundling <laughs> through the desert <laughs> right now. Uh, I know. Towards Scorn HQ. <laughs> no, 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 no. Scorn have been placated for the meantime. They're waiting with bated breath to find out what their rework means, to find out what they need to complain about next. I hope it's shit. I hope they get that. I hope it's like Christmas. They come downstairs, they're like, there's a shitload of presents, and they open them up, and it's just, just pure liquid shit. Oh, and then, plus one death for the bronze back. Yeah. That's nice, yeah. but minus one speed. Yeah, and an animus that just contradicts what the entire model does. That would be just brilliant. <laughs> you know, it's just like this This model, you know, does something, but when it does it, it knocks itself down, you know, <sighs> or turns itself around. That would be brilliant. I feel, like this, this, I feel like this question could just go on for an episode. It, it really, really could. Um, for, for my opinion on design feedback in games, yes, I, I kind of agree with Nick. All, all players are heavily biased in somewhere or other, even if they don't realise it. I could give what I deem to be the most objective advice and someone else would look at it and go, what on earth are you smoking, you ridiculous human being? That's why I sign up to betas, to just give them unrealistic feedback about what I like <laughs> and how that should be the number one thing and fuck everyone else within a five-mile radius. Um, I, 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 I'm going to say it now. I, I am on the forefront of the uh, of the reduce the cost of the Vanguard bandwagon. Are you? Um, <laughs> are you leading that charge into eleven points? It's the same as a nomad, for God's right. sake. Okay. Okay. Um, it's just yeah. So yeah. Um, I'd love to complain about this signal right now. We're in a good space. <laughs> Shove it up your ass. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah, without lube. <laughs> right out there. Um, so yes, there there is player bias, and I think PP have got to take on board as much feedback as they can, and then basically sit there and, and throw it out and listen to me and weed out the ridiculous because we know from the Mark II. Uh, open play test there was a lot of ridiculous rubbish that went through there that they just had to bin i think the the what it really comes down to is going to be tournament showings and not just who's winning but like looking at the top 16 top 32 of tournaments around the world as time goes on yeah i mean when mark ii dropped um, the big thing was, oh no, Cricks is terrible. You can't play Cricks. They're almost as bad as Scorn. And then Scottish Masters this weekend, Cricks won. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not going to deny the player's a very good player. Billy is uh, one of yep. the top players in the world, but he won with Cricks. Therefore, they can't be that bad. Yep. Uh, well, uh, it's one of those things, it's like the, the, the big determination of how well you do, a lot of the time isn't your faction. Your faction is a function of it, but it's not the whole story. The bigger determination is how good you are as a player. So, yes. Well, yes, yes, obviously. Um, I mean, you could say, oh, I played Scorn, so I lost. But that's not technically true, because you you were the one there moving the models around. You picked the lists. 
Did you see there was a scorn? Yeah, there was a scorn shaming post, which was brilliant. Like anybody that lost to scorn would be just like they <laughs> they were actively encouraging ridiculing that person <laughs> mercilessly. It's like the opposite of the I won with Zakova threads. Oh, I love those. What about, what I, about the ones? I love the the back in back in the end of Mark One, start of Mark Two, where it was caster kills with war dogs or caster <laughs> kills with like ridiculous models, Piper caster kills, just like. Yeah, I miss those. I want to go back to that game. That sounds fun. <laughs> it really wasn't, Benj. Mark <laughs> One really wasn't. No, you can't. You could not pay me enough to play that game regularly again. Yeah. Regularly, but just, you just play it once. Just, just the whole thing of okay. Uh, I'm going to move this unit forward. They're, they're all in their two-inch coherency, uh, so that that's that's fine. And uh, oh, oh, you've killed the leader. So now I can't give orders with that unit for the rest of the game. Um, oh well. Someone has to do a field promotion, but only certain models can do field promotion. Ah! That sounds awesome. Oh, and then the whole the shield wall ridiculousness. And then just pick up your uh, your draken and throw him forward. Yes, the flying draken. Just make sure he's immune to knockdown, so he can I, I, land actually, on the other side and keep I, running. I don't, I, I don't think we can talk to. Uh, heavily on that one with, with the uh, the flying circus of Mark Three. Um, There's a flying circus of Mark Three. Yes. Yeah. I've not it, seen this. Uh, it revolves around was it two wrestlers, Rosh and Brian, and Dahlia oh. and Scarath? Blooming yeah. minions could do it before anyway. That's fine. Yes, but now they can actually pre-measure all the throws and know they're going to go exactly that far. And not throws start. are changing in the errata. That was said. They yes. can have it for another. Two months. Yes, exactly. Um, I don't doubt the Flying Circus will still be a thing, though, in some way, shape, or form. Because yeah. having, having an unknockdownable snake you can just throw into the distance works. Um, yeah. I, I, th I think we've got as much as we're going to get out of that question. We could, we could go for quite a long time more, but... I want to go to bed yeah. at some point. It's it's only half ten. I'm fucking knackered. Yeah, I have taken a fistful of dyes apparently. Okay. I think Alex has gone to sleep. Uh, on this. Uh, He's got his nose in his paint pot. I, I, I'm going to skip that one because I don't think any of us are playing the uh, the story driven league with Holden. So. No, uh, God, that uh, narrative I'm league. Start is... one. The next next season, I'm running one. What's the question? Really? I haven't heard a lot of discussion on it. How has the narrative just disappeared from this game? Uh, I, I, I've been in the middle of the move. That's why I haven't done it. I, if I was still settled, I would have done the story-driven narrative because that would that sounds like it's quite a cool idea. It, it sounds like a cool idea, but I don't even know where the game state is at the moment. I, 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 I would actually say that a lot of the story has disappeared for me, and that is partially because of War Room. Because I don't buy the books anymore. Oh, but the, the the physical books that you buy things in don't actually have a lot of the story in anymore. Now you're buying the Skull Island Expedition stuff for the fluff, which is if you want to read the fluff, you, you yes, need a separate investment. And, 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 and I've read some of it, and I quite enjoy it. And some some of that is on uh, my major source of fiction at the moment, which is Audible. Um, but quite a lot of the ones that they put on there are Larry Career ones, and I won't buy his stuff on principle. I I'm, I really think that's a silly thing to do, is to cut the fluff out of the big rule books. Um, uh, I don't know what to make room for. It's been three years and since, supposedly, Endgame of the last um, 
iteration. I'm just wondering what the hell is going on, man. What, like, where is the story going? Is there a point to any of this? We we kind of do need um, more often a um, uh, a Doug Seacat State of the Factions address. Hmm. Or an um, anthology book. Like, a proper anthology book. Or a condensed histories of the Iron Kingdoms, or... You'll get that in an RPG format, though, won't you? That, that ain't condensed. <laughs> no, it's not. I've got yeah, the originals as well. That's a, uh, a light read. Yes. Okay. The, oh, that, that's good bedtime reading, that is. Yeah, I've um, got that. I've got, I've got a signed version of the original RPG book, and my God, there's a, there's a ton of stuff in there. I mean, it is very interesting. Um, but I, I, I just fancy a more condensed version of um, how the world is progressing. I don't know. It's, it's... Or, or, or even just a, a page on the PP site that says where everyone's at at the moment. Well, Scorn went home to readdress their problems, uh, and that's about it. That's all we know. Um, uh, uh, I'm, I'm in the, the progress of reading. Um, I've, I've, well, I've read the uh, what's it called, the Dragon One. Um, well, that's Mark Two, anyway. Pardon? Wrath of the Dragon Father. That's the one. I've read that one, and I'm in the process of. Yeah, reading. that was the end of Mark Two. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Yeah. So, I'm in the process of kind of finding out what happens at the end of, of Mark II. Um, okay. Kind of issue us. I mean, that stuff's quite good. That stuff, yeah. I actually enjoyed both uh, of them. Apart from Striker wins at the end, and that's about it. That, that, was, that, that, wasn't, that wasn't a good ending. He's not finished. Yeah. Isn't it? He's not finished. He was no, just saying. What? Okay. But, um, I mean, I'm, I'm, I kind of have an idea of what happens anyway at the end. Um, it's hardly likely they're going to kill off the main Warcasters and a faction, are they? So, and then, you, and then you get Fiora on a horse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So. But yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, as for, I haven't actually read the what was the first novel that came out from Mark Three? Operation Flashpoint, something like that, is it? Flashpoint. Yeah, I haven't read any. I haven't read Flashpoint yet. Um, I don't actually have that one either. I've got Mark of Cain that I'm looking forward to reading, um, and that's spurred very much from. The Kingslayer, Kingslayer, Kingmaker. Oh, King is, is that something? the one with the uh, pistol rifle? Yes, it's yeah, yeah. King's story in yeah. Mark Three. But doesn't haven't they? Didn't they heavily spoil that by just us saying that you know character unit in the future, essentially? They said character unit in the future, yes, and we had suspicions it was going to be Black Thirteenth. Yeah, um, but we didn't know the circumstance around it, and I mean that's going to be part of it. Like they can't keep big reveals for after fluff is necessarily out because some people won't read that fluff and have no interest in reading that fluff and they want things to be able to talk about events and things and that was just a tiny little thing hey kane is going to have a, a, a version three and it's going to be a character that's really cool and then over the past i mean when did they drop that that was like may they dropped that surely may june yeah it was before um like, it's, it's been ages since that since that dropped and so the fact we're now seeing oh, cool, he's got this story with the Black 13th where he's off on a mission. You're starting to think, is it going to be them? We don't know 100% yet because the model's still not out. Ooh, I've, I've, I've just found out that uh, Blood of Kings is actually on Audible. So I, I know all my uh, credits for this month are going on. Uh, Amazon. <laughs> I, Am Amazon are bad, but I use their services because Audible, for me, driving around a lot is the best. Yeah, yeah, I loved Audible. I heard that loved Audible. Black Library just, released. Um, yeah, sh Xenos, sh shut up, Alex. Sh shut up. Shut up. What's the problem with Audible? I, I want to hear this one. 
Do you not know my uh, account is blocked currently by Amazon? Has been for the past four months when really? it was over. Um, they don't believe they uh, the the person who got into my account managed to put an authenticator on it, and they refused to remove the authenticator. Oh, meaning I don't have access to my account anymore. I set up a second account. Audible then changed the original account, which the person who got into it changed the email address and things of back to my email address. So now I can't get into my new account because they changed the old account back to the same email address. Um, so it tries to log into that one because it's the older account. That That's a proper kind of and phone them up and... Um, yeah, I have, I have had more than... I have had more than 15 phone calls with Amazon customer oh. services and they don't have a good customer service center. They have no. to pass things via email, they never come back to you. I, I will agree with you on that one. Amazon's customer service is a little shonky, to say the least. It's the worst thing I've dealt with. Uh, this was back at the start of July that this happened, and I'm still without it now in November. Oh. I don't wow. think I'd go, <clears throat> go that long without uh, my Amazon account. There we go. Yeah, my Prime was there and everything, so... Well, <sighs> The Black Library have recently recently released uh, Xenos, the first of the Eisenhorn books on audiobook, and it's a uh, very reasonable twenty five pounds. The what? Black Library, wow. the Black Library, do not do anything on Audible, and that's why I will not buy their stuff. Yeah. At, at least with Audible, I pay fifteen uh, fifteen quid a month. Is it? Yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah, fifteen quid a month, and I get two books. Whether, whether those books are like five ninety nine. Or twenty-seven pounds. I I get two books. Um, or if you want to buy the cheaper one, you can get one book a month. Yeah, but with the one book a month, you don't have the option to buy three extra credits for like six quid each. Okay. <clears throat> but th- this is going bis- beside the point. It's take me more than a month to get through. Uh, oh so. oh, okay. Um, I- I've lost the thread of where it was. Oh, there we go. Um, okay. So what was Chris the question on the uh, that's currently on Twitter? It, it, was, it, was, it was about the story-driven league, which uh, none of us are playing at the moment. So but I, I'm, I'm starting it very soon, next week. Okay. It was, just, it, it was just saying I haven't heard a lot about it, and I'm saying that's because I don't think a lot of people are playing it. So what was we'll, the question? We'll talk about it next, next week with you. That, it wasn't really a question. It was just someone saying, I haven't heard a lot about it. Uh, I've now said that four times to you, Alex. Sorry, I, I thought that was talk. you saying you've not heard a lot about it. No! Oh, ah! uh, uh, right, moving on. Yes. We're uh, out of questions yet. Do we think any Warcaster or Warlock could switch factions in Mark III? No. Yes. Kane. Moving on. Okay. Yeah, that's it. We're done. <laughs> we know that, 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 that at least one is moving, therefore the option will be open for others to move in the future. Whether they will do well, a mass thing, we'll wait and see. But I think... With we already knew about, with Sturgis. We, we already knew with Sturgis that this was possible, but it wasn't that great, and it wasn't uh, well executed. Sturgis could have been an exception because of it being tied into the video game and whatnot, and they just wanted to do something there. And the thing with Sturgis is he kept the exact same things across the two factions. He was yeah. effectively the same model that worked for two factions without being the same model that worked for two factions. He had very slightly different uh, weapons. A very, mm. well, it wasn't just different with his weapons. He, they also flipped some spells around. Yeah. So things, uh, Arcane Shield changed to Parasite, and yeah, okay, okay, okay. But it's, it's an interesting way of working. But um, whereas, I mean, something that came out of uh, the big, con- uh, what was the big one? Lock and load. That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, the, was that different factions are going to get different things based on what they feel would fit into the uh, faction, fluff the 
thematically or what the faction needs uh, on a board perspective and that not all factions are going to get the same thing at the same time anymore. Yeah. So if they do do this, it could be that, hey, Kane comes over and starts working with Mercs now. Hey, cool. But actually nothing else really happens in the first iteration of it. Then later on, hey, uh, Old Witch has decided to turn a circle in her epic version. Oh, I don't know. We'll see what comes of it. Uh, but it will, I think it will be drips and drabs rather than one huge mass move. Well, uh, they've, they've already done an old uh, circle version of Old Witch, I believe, but that was for the... Uh... Secret. No one knows about that event. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh really? Oh, really, don't they? Okay. No, it was a secret event for press gangers in Mark 1. Yeah, sure. It's, it's, it's not like some of the cards are now circulating on the internet. Yeah, freely. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> interesting cards, but... Yeah, but it's not really. It, they were what-if scenarios. So. Um, final question from uh, Reddit. Can we go to uh, Will we see... No! In fact, I'm going to refresh the page so it adds another one. Oh, don't do that. No, fair enough. Um... The final one, will we see any new journeyman warcasters to fill the void? Potentially. It's a design space, and it's... Oh, crap, I said the words. (laughs) No, 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 it's hashtag design space, please. (laughs) It is is an option they've used before. They've seen how they've gone with the journeyman. I think it went relatively well. A lot of people liked them, played them as the journeyman, and now are going to have the big grown-up versions of them and perhaps even, uh, dare I say, epic versions of them in the future. Wait, epic doesn't exist anymore. Uh, three versions of them in the future. It'd be three now, wouldn't it? Because there'd be one with the babies, two for the full casters, and then three. Yeah, yeah that's pretty cool. Um, but I think we'll, we'll see these stories grow, and if they want to bring them in, yeah, sure. I can, I can definitely see them doing it. But once again, just as I said with the faction changing, I don't think we will get every faction getting no. a junior warcaster at the same time again i think that was very much a one-off yeah for I, I, the release of the video game i personally would like to see more journeyman warcasters but at the same point i would like to see um restrictions on how they can be fielded um so that you don't have the ridiculous situation of let, let's say signal got another one of them going okay uh well there's my journeyman and there's uh, there's my other journeyman and there's my other journeyman and there's my caster because but, what, but then if the models are sufficiently balanced what is a bad thing about that remembering each journeyman has to bring a jack because that's in the rules now for oh, yeah, that, that is true um it, it's it's an interesting and unique playstyle, and it, something I liked back in Mark II was that siege tier list that allowed you to bring like eight or nine journeyman warcasters uh, with siege because it was a really interesting army to put on the table. It was absolutely terrible and didn't bring <laughs> anything, but it was pretty cool and unique. And if any faction was going to be able to do that, it would be Signa. They have the journeyman training; they get, they get their casters really early. Um, they would be the faction that would be able to field many, many journeymen. So why not let them do it? If they could balance it, sure. Um, I have doubts about being able to adequately balance four battle groups being on the table at once. Um, when, when, when they're custom, when they're when you're able to expand them in a custom fashion, I think. Yeah. I think when you've got the. I mean, you can currently put three battlefields on the on the board because you can take a normal journeyman, take Jake's, and take your caster. You can put three battlefields. Bat- <laughs> yeah, you, you, you can actually do battle groups. <laughs> minions can have a, you can yeah, have you can actually battlefield have, one. Just you can do more than that with minions. Six years. 
you can do more than that with minions, but there are restrictions in place on minions that mean that you don't have full control of what's in those battle groups. Oh, hey, I could put I could put five battle groups on the field as Signar, because I could put a Journeyman, I could put Jakes, I could put Rongai and Snapdraw, I could put Rorsch and Brian, and I got my... Uh... Rongai and Snapdraw don't work for Signar, do they? Yeah, they do. What? Really? Yes, because I owned those models. I thought they were Cricks only for War Machine. Unless they got taken out in Mark III. I, I believe in Mark II they were certainly Cricks only. In Mark II they were definitely not Cricks only. Well, well, we'll just have to see now. We'll have to load this up. I don't think they work for Signal. Not in Mark II. Not in Mark III, definitely. See, this is going to be thrilling listening while the original War Room yeah, was yeah. No, 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 I was wrong. Circle Legion score on Trolls, Cricks. Where did I play them then? Maybe I played them in Trolls. Maybe I played them in Cricks. Maybe you played them illegally. Oh. That's all right. I can still put, I can still put four. Uh, you know what would be quite nice? They, there was that thematic list with, um, what's her name, in, um, in a circle army, Eris. That was quite interesting. Don't look for too many more of those. Why not? Because they're already oh uh, the, 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 there's already um some minor concerns about the theme forces they produced. Mm. Um, I okay, the, the Mercs one isn't completely you know overwhelmingly powerful, but wait, I could put Gaston on the field. There we go. Yeah, there you go. Uh, the 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 Mercs one isn't completely overwhelmingly powerful, but it certainly gives a big boost up to Mercs. Because I don't know about you, but playing seventeen points up, um, that that's a bit of a change. I think that's the I think that's the most you can play up at the moment. Yeah, seventeen points is quite a lot. Yeah, three free solos is a hell of a game. Okay, well, should we should we move on to the, uh, the the final thing that we had, which is the the nice fluffy question to end the night, while people type away in the background. Yeah, go on, Karen, boys. Okay, uh, the final question is, what you guys enjoy about the game? It would be nice to hear why people love the game. It's a game that I play with my friends and have fun. Yay. No. <laughs> um, it's a really open question. Like, you it, it really is. From, from I mean, any angle. What, what do I like about War Machine compared to other games of the same genre, like, like Warhammer and stuff? I like the fact that it's a very nice rule set that is sleek and competitive. There's very little rule uh, argument between the rules um compared to some of the interpretations of previous board games i've played um it's it can be pretty quick um i don't have to give up an afternoon or, a, or an entire day to play it um and i like the playing model aesthetics um the models look pretty cool i quite like them um admittedly i thought i was getting into a bit of a smaller game when i first got in i thought oh yeah five models i could do this this would be pretty cool now look at look to my left and i've got about oh quite a few cases down there that are just jam-packed with models right now um but yeah well i mean i'd I'd kind of go along with that um i love the aesthetic of war machine i think it's absolutely fantastic uh that the whole steampunk thing it's got going for it that's absolutely great but that's only part of it. I like the community. I get along with a lot of people in it. Um, it's it's great to see them at all the big tournaments, have you know a, a good catch up, a good chat. And then there's the game itself, which is mechanically works very well. And it's one of the only war games that I've actually got enough into that I feel like I'm playing tactically. 
I feel like there's a reason for what I'm doing. I'm not just shoving models forward because they need to walk forwards. I feel like everything I'm doing, I am involved with. And it's nice to have something like that. Um, yeah, I think that, that, that kind of explains a little why I like it. I think I, I kind of echo your comments there, Mike. I kind of came for the big stompy robots and hung around for the community. Yeah. Um, is the best way I can I can put it. Um, but yeah, because I mean, I don't even, as you well know, when you jest about regularly, I don't even really play that <laughs> much anymore. Um, but I like to go to events. I like to press gang events. I stay in tune with the game. And uh, yeah, I just like the community spirit and the uh, the fact that it is a, a good game. It's a, a game that is, I can't think of the right word. Um, you, you you give it your investment. You you invest your engaging. That's the game word. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think part of it is that un unlike a lot of other games um once you're actually playing the game there's very little need to refer to outside sources a lot of the time so for instance if you're playing uh warhammer and whatnot there's there's kind of some quite a few random tables and you've got your the sort of the to hit chart and everything whereas war machine is very much Okay, uh, my mat's six, your def is 13. Okay, sevens. And you kind of, it, it, there's very little to take you out of it, and it keeps you in there for as for as long as it can. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I'd uh, echo those comments. Benj, any thoughts? Uh, it kind of echoes back to what I was saying on a more sort of serious note. It was the closest thing to a war game and a table tabletop kind of game that was mirrored a computer game essentially uh and also had what well how many okay um uh and it kind of it kind of progressed in there it had big robots uh, originally the steampunk aesthetic didn't really you know wash with me but the more and more you look at the mechs the more and more you, they kind of move away from that the steam elements not that really important in the game mechanics and some of the later iterations, like the Colossals and things like that, were just like, yeah, this is this is hilarious. How could this be steam-powered? Oh, uh, the, 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 there is a difference between um, fluff and rules. That that, yeah. that, that that is quite clear, and that, that's fine. Yeah, uh, but it was just it just ticked all those boxes. Uh, the games were kind of semi-fast. The rules were pretty concise in comparison to something like 40K, which is just line up, you know, armies across from each other and shoot the shit out of each other. But there were interesting characters as well. The the fluff was... Um, the game was sold to me a lot by my friends on some of the fluff stories, which sounded amazing. You know, like Voil versus um, the red-headed stepchild of Sigma. Uh, Voil versus an entire city, basically. Yeah. Um, and Vinter as well, introducing himself to the Scorn. Um, you know, there were all these kind of things. I, I, I always thought uh, Vinter's exit was much better than his entrance to the score. Mm. The, the whole thing of, uh, was it Makeda turning up at the palace to find that everyone's dead? And Vinter's um, just escaping by balloon going, see ya! <laughs> yeah, the kind of villainous Phileas Fogg exit was kind of a bit daft, but yeah, it was. He, he, he was ridiculous as a character, let's yeah. face it. He, yeah. he was the definition of OP 90% of the time. Uh, you know, walked into a foreign empire said hi guys I'm taking over and then oh I appear to have been rumbled quick 
kill everyone and yeah <laughs> but the but it appealed on in the game appeals on many different levels because if i want to mess around with like medieval type knights you know it's got the paladins it's got all that sort of stuff um, yeah it's got all those kind of things and um we don't we don't really uh, get that where you can then mix that with like more world war one aesthetic infantry or slightly high-tech infantry or high at least anime looking infantry and anime looking mechs and stuff like that there are definitely and it appeals to so many broad demographics that it's it was just a really interesting game they weren't just you know your stereotypical racist elves they were very anime influenced and you know and well you've, you've got the least dwarfy dwarves you've ever yeah. seen yeah they don't have the massive beards that every yeah. other dwarf faction has yeah they're more like squats and you know and they've got the tricycles yeah then that uh, i'm kind of glad they don't have tricycles really. <laughs> um so yeah it was a whole interesting there was something for everybody don't know if that's you can say that anymore, but yeah. I, th- I think you kind of, you know, th- that's about right. And that's what I love about the game. That That's what keeps me coming back, even though there are so many things. And and the community was great, and it was very welcoming. Um, Why are you saying was, uh, like you're done? Well, okay, because I don't yeah. think it's the, the same character. of Elite Card Race. It, <laughs> it's not that bad. I just don't think it's as friendly some of the same characters when i was getting into the game are not around anymore and okay so you've played world of in the past five years no no because that's a terrible time sink and money sink and yeah yeah no um so yeah i don't know i'm reeling from the from the community shock still so we'll see ben just had a good at least two or three minutes there where he said something nice Hey. Came in and ruined it. That's, yeah. that's that's good, Benj. That's that's the first step towards you becoming a happier, more well-rounded human being. And drugs. Uh, in this case, and drugs. Okay, yes. Yeah, yeah. We. <laughs> um. Do you feel like you're flying yet? Yeah, yeah. I'm just tired. Very tired. Fair enough. <sighs> okay. Well, I think that re- pretty much exhausted the questions we had at the start of the episode. So There's a lot of questions from. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So thank you very much to you people. I, hopefully we've uh, witted on just enough that you'll be... They better listen to the answers. Rich Dean would like to point out that Sigma can actually already currently field six battle groups in the list. Because uh, you can go with two journeymen. Uh, so you cast your journeyman, Gaston, Jakes, Rush and Brian, and Brun and Lug. Uh, oh yeah, Brunny Lug. Oh, yeah. But as I said, some of those are restricted in that, you know, things like Brun and Lug. In that you have to take, in that for the points cost, you get a heavy built into it, and then you can take other mini bits in that battle group. That's... Br- Brun and Lug, you can't. Dalia and Scarity can't. That's because there's no minions of that type to take in there. No, no, no. They actually have the restricted battle group. Um, oh, like... do they? Yes. Yeah. Uh, the, the only two are able to take external ones. That do- are the two so minion factions that exist. Yeah, yeah. Are the the pigs and the gators? Because uh, they're the only ones also that don't have the restricted battle group line. I think. I think. I don't know if they had the restricted battle group back in Mark Two. They did. Did they? Okay. So at least some of them did. Or maybe in Mark One, and it was uh, 
changeover where they decided, you know what, we're not actually going to do minions with bears and with snake things. Um, I don't know how Perhaps much minions. I don't know how much existed of minions at all in Mark One. Uh, Darren Scarab. I think it, it must have. Yeah, Darren, Darren Scarab did. It must have been coming though, just like Retribution was being worked on and such. Yeah, the, the, there were no warlocks. Um, I know that for a start, so there were none of the the, the war beasts yeah, that you see. Um, Barnabas was the first. I remember picking Barnabas up. Yes. Oh, he wasn't. Carver was the first. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. First. They all came. Well, the, the, the Barney and Carver came around about the same time. Um, but uh, the the oldest minion war beast would probably be uh, the oh, what's it called? The one that's made of bones. Bonesworn. Bonesworn. Because that was originally an RPG model. It was indeed. So there you go. Trivia factoid. I think. This, I, I think at this point, with people begging us to finish. Um, Are they? Well, you were. Oh, yeah. I'm people. Uh, I promoted you for the evening. Sweet. Um, I, I think we should probably hand over to Alex to sign off. Oh, we're not doing a painting table. It's, it's 11 no. o'clock. It's 11 o'clock, man. Come on, get with the times. You talked okay. about painting earlier. You've been listening to Elite Cardro, the Hordes and War Machine podcast that apparently doesn't have a painting table. I've been Alex. I've been Mike. I've, I've been Benj. I've been Nick. Say goodbye, Nick. No. Listen to Elite Cadre, a War Machine and Hordes podcast. Email us at elitecadrepodcast at gmail.com or find the whole team on Twitter at bit.ly forward slash elite cadre. Music provided by Martin DeBont and Symphony of Spectres. And now, in a world of perfect production and seamless transitions, we bring you the chaos that lurks beneath the surface. These are the Easter eggs. It, it's it's kind of weird because yes, you could basically just you know almost stamp on people. Yeah, but they never felt like they got the actual force behind them. It felt. Mm. It, I mean, it wasn't quite oblivion level slippery. Um, yeah, because that's the worst combat I've ever seen in um, any form of first person thing. Um, yeah.
but it was still it, something about the, the mechs didn't quite click. Yeah, uh, I I agree. Um, I got used to them, um, but they're a lot better in this one. And there's only and there's class based mechs which are a lot. Then they're not as um, survivable, I guess is the word. So basically, you have to be careful with it, and it feels more like a, a heavy tank with legs in this one. Very pat laborish rather than like super mech. Fair enough. Uh, it's it's. I love the game. It's very twitch shootery though, so I can understand why some people don't. So uh, see if if I want a twitch shooter, I'll just let above watch. Okay. Every single time, because I I I think that that's actually done the biggest thing in gaming this year for me. It took the FPS from this world of brown and grey and super serious and made it fun. You see, I've got bored of it. Really have, um, because especially with the whole sombra thing. Oh, that's gone off way too long. Yeah, it, I I don't. It has. I'm not a fan of ARGs unless I'm really involved in the universe, and because of the nature of the the nature of Overwatch's lore, in that it's not fully fleshed out and it's completely irrelevant to the gameplay, it's almost like uh, yeah, what's yeah, the point? yeah. Um, I, I can see your point on that level, but on on the other, I, I play the game to play the gla- to play the game, and I, I enjoy the game. Um, but the law bit behind it is nice, but has very little bearing on the actual way the game plays. So, yeah. I mean, hmm. I, you know, in future, I would like something more single-player based in there or something that was more scenario-based. Yeah. But what they've given me, I think, has been a good return on the money I put in originally, which, which, which is very surprising for me for a multiplayer shooter. Because... Hmm. Um, like I said, a lot of the super serious stuff just turned me off. Um, while everyone was there playing COD multi, I was looking at it and going, yeah. I, I don't care. I really don't. Um, uh, the, the last one to get me this far into multiplayer, and uh, admittedly this was co-op rather than actually strict multi, was uh, Borderlands. Was what, sorry? Borderlands. Oh, Borderlands, yeah. The original one, not the second one. I preferred the second one. but The second one has a terrible opening. The oh. first... Two hours of Borderlands 2 is a waste of your time. Oh, okay. Um, because it, it spends two hours not giving you any ammunition. And oh, I okay. sat there going, I might as well be throwing the guns at people. It's just, I've got nothing. Um, and it really, really annoyed me. Mm. But then once I got past that, Tears, and you start building up through stuff through the skill tree that actually allows you to have this magical thing called bullets. Um, it becomes a much more enjoyable game. I honestly can't remember uh, two. I've done it. Two is the one that starts with you in the snow, and then you go to um, oh, I can't remember his name. The guy with the monocle. Uh, literally, God knows. I, as I say, I played that so long ago. Yeah, but um, essentially, um, yeah, Professor British or you know, yeah, whatever. Um, you go to his glacier town and then you fight some people in the valley below and then you have to get to the, the city that then you make fly. and uh, mm. the, the opening bit is just tedious. <laughs> um, and, yeah, I, I much prefer Borderlands 1, even though the first DLC in that is atrocious. Mad Moxie's yeah. arena. Uh, just, just terrible. I don't think I played that one. I played one of the DLCs and I can't remember which one, but I didn't play them all. 
Uh, General Knox is just amazing. I might have played that one. Yeah, that's the one we get the armory at the end, and there's a big countdown. You've got to oh. loot everything before it explodes. Oh, yeah, I remember that one. I love oh. that entire expansion because the whole point is that at the start, General Knox is about to commit suicide because yeah. he's just so bored. <laughs> can you uh, hear me? And you turn up. Uh, yes, we can hear you, Alex. Mm. I'm trying to do it on my computer if you want to work. You can see up your nose. Now you see something that looks like the Muppets. Oh, oh, there's a face. Um, I'm going to try and get back into uh, Hangouts on the computer. So from, from having five of them, three of us. Well, I, I don't know what happened to Nick. Maybe his hand fell off. He's got an internet. He's got an internet. I've got 12 internet. No, you haven't. You have about 0.75 of an internet. We know this. Ooh, we have comments. Yes. Who's that? Ah, Matt's comment is the top one. Although there's part of his that I'm probably not going to know. Or, or, or we'll um, <laughs> skate over a little, I feel. Uh, really? Well, I can't even read, so... Um, it's the bit that discusses Kickstarter, because I don't want to badmouth other companies. Oh, okay. Uh, I'll probably talk about the topic, but not the specific company. What's the topic? Uh, the topic is Kickstarter and companies um, selling, selling retail versions. Uh, I'm getting an echo off someone. Yes, it would have been me. I, uh, can you hear me? Yes, can. Um, companies selling retail boxed versions of games when they haven't actually delivered their Kickstarter versions yet. I feel like that's just standard practice now, isn't it? Um, only if you, well, amongst certain companies who uh, really shouldn't. Is this a certain uh, space combat game? I'm not saying what it is or isn't. Is that the Wing Commander game? What? Can we not have speculation on what it is? Thanks. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm just lost when you're talking about this in the moment. No, uh, the, there is there is a uh, amongst board game producers or whatever, there has been somewhat of a trend um, to occasionally not deliver everything to people and um, instead take your inventory to Essen Gen Con to wherever and then get back to people later um, and this is causing some severe delays because of funding log jams that have occurred oh, okay. um, we'll, we'll discuss it but I'd, I'd like to say I'd rather not go into specifics of any one company because I think that can get tedious yeah um, okay so, we, so we've got that list there um, so what do we think of uh, Aaron's suggestion of what what makes us want to play the game? Is it? Well, I, I'm, I'm, I was just going to go through all of them as a sort of um, yeah, yeah. not quite the lightning round, but uh, <laughs> I'm going to rip off other people's gimmicks. Yeah. I like gimmicks. What are they? We've never ripped off anyone's shtick before, have we? No, no. The, 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 this totally isn't some kind of weird mix of Lost Hemisphere and Dragon Storm. Yeah. What's the storm? What's occurring? Yeah. Oh. 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 What's occurring? Okay. Oh, I um, need some dia. I need this dias of ham to kick in. <laughs> Are you all right there, Benj? I got some dias of ham today. He thinks he's sniper wolf. I do. I literally, when the doctor suggested it, I was like, 
and then I and then I revealed my cleavage a bit more. I revealed my cleavage a bit more just to make sure. Good, good, good. I was good, doing good. homage. I was wearing a green jumpsuit at the time. Ah, it's a Nick. I, I was just about to. Uh, go away oh. and you joining us. What's a Nick? Make a Isn't that a Scottish thing? That's now not Scottish. I'm not Scottish. No, no he's literally down the road from me. He's literally down the road. Literally, from me, yes. not even figuratively. Yeah, I, 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 I can actually. Yeah, I, it, it's less than ten minutes to your house. <laughs> It doesn't <laughs> he knows. He it's knows it's less than ten minutes. He yes, as, as long as I ignore the roads that don't exist on Google, um, well, the, well, the roads that don't exist in real life, but do on Google. Are you um, podcasting outside his house? Yes, I could. What, be. What's worrying? He's podcasting inside his house. Jesus, I wasn't no Yeah. Uh, right. So, a quick go through the questions for the people who aren't. Who are people? Um, oh, I'm going to beat you to death, Bench. Um. Have you got like really steady hands at the minute, Punch? No, I'm well, I'm playing Titanfall. That's not steady hands, it's territory. Anyway, so the questions we have are should PP have released info on the upcoming errata three to four months before it happens? Uh, yes. Uh, no. will you be getting Blood Bowl? No. Should the limited releases of the Journeyman League uh, sorry, should the limited releases of the Journeyman grown up be allowed in tournaments? Yes. Yes. Is it wrong for a WTC player to go to an end of Journeyman League tournament? Asking for a friend. No. No. Uh, the Kickstarter question. Yes. Uh, what? What's the Kickstarter question? Will uh, the Kickstarter uh, basically? Um, do you think it's right that companies will do retail versions of games occasionally before they've fulfilled all their Kickstarter commitments? Than what they stated on the Kickstarter. Pardon? Depends on what they stated on the Kickstarter. Fair point. Uh, we'll just do that later. Uh, how do your group feel about playing opponents with unpainted models? How do you get the motivation? You're, you're my group. You saw me. I hate them. <laughs> how do you get the motivation to get a list fully painted? Uh, uh, I, I don't. Take drugs. <laughs> I'd be interested in hearing your thoughts about the current meta, whether local or large scale. What's a meta? There's no meta. Can track these things. What's a meta? Yeah, exactly. Uh, what, if any, new stuff are you playing? The supplies going back to old models with new rules and new releases. Right, apparently. Yep. Uh, <laughs> opinions on design feedback in games. Player bias when reviewing game balance. Players are biased, players moan, uh, everything. Fun to play or to play against. <laughs> um, I haven't heard a lot of discussion about the story-driven league with Holden, because no one's playing it. Or potential new models or figures due to the new law. Do we think any Warcasters or Warlocks could switch factions in Mark III? Yes. Will we see any journeyman podcasters to fill the void? No. No. I'd hope so. <laughs> right, podcast done. We just answered all the questions. Go home, um, no elaboration necessary. <laughs> My name was Benj. <laughs> My name was Nick. Oh, Alex, Alex is on uh, uh, So the, the last one we have is a question from Aaron, which is... Uh, what you guys enjoy about the game would be nice to Nothing. hear what people love. <laughs> no, you don't love anything, Benj. I... You've got a cold, dark heart that knows nothing but hatred. Exactly. And it's good people know that. Ah, oh, you're the worst. I, I'm the worst. I'm a sausage. You're the worst. No, you're Fred Durst. Fred wow. Durst. Just give me something to break. How about this game? World of Warcraft. Or yeah, that's all. I don't know. Time for. I tell you what, my team's potato. Right, COD will be out next week. I hate COD. I mean Friday. And COD then, hasn't got decent robots. And so. then all the what? No, you missed the point. What? All the kids will be off playing COD. 
Oh, yeah, so we can point. have some good games of Titanfall and Overwatch again. <laughs> <laughs> I right, can't. so you missed the point there. Yeah, sorry, I completely missed the point. I really don't know if people will buy it this time around, though. Yeah, they will. What, Infinite Warfare? Yeah, yeah they will. it looks infinitely shite. They will. Do you know, do you know what they'll they buy? Con 4. There we go. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's exactly the only reason I legitimately looked at buying it. Are you literally going to pay 80 quid to play oh, a game I went, again? No, I went... Oh, we, we're live. I'll shut up now. <laughs> what? Ah, uh, th- this would be in your in your position where you are in your new employer, would it be? It might be. Yes. Okay. <laughs> things we cannot talk about on air. Uh, uh, no, we can talk about it. I just can't talk about things I do on air. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, no, I I I looked at um, COD Four and went, oh, that'd be lovely to have. And then they went, oh, by the way, it's a pack in with Infinite Warfare. And I went, ah, no. Um, console you on? Pardon? Console you on? Xbox One. Oh, never mind. <laughs> Fair enough. You just put in a uh, face. <laughs> I, I have an Xbox One, I have a Wii U, and I have a PC. And you'll soon have a Switch. Um, March. Cut me a Switch. Switch looks awesome. Can we talk about the Switch? Can we just do a podcast about well, it? <laughs> well, before Alex gets back, we can talk about the Switch. I, I actually really like the look of it. Yeah, um, it's pretty I, cool. Because, well, I've loved the 3DS for its lifespan, and this is Nintendo going, you know that? We, we kind of want to do something that's a bit more powerful and mobile. I'm like, yes, I will I will take this. Well, it's, it's like the original concept for the Wii, but now it's, the technology's actually caught up with it. Oh, he's here. Okay, thanks for up. I'm Alex. We haven't started. We did. We finished the podcast. I told you we answered all the questions. <laughs> well, it appears my PC has a dislike for Japan. It appears that your oh, internet connection has gone back to so the days of 56k, and all we can hear is beep boop, beep boop, beep. Yeah, that's my true. I can a few. Uh... Oh, crikey, that was loud. <laughs> yeah, that's well. When we were talking, blue screen of death. Uh, <laughs> uh, rebooted it. Come back in and literally as soon as Hangouts launched, it just blue screened again. What do you do to computers, Alex? I, I've not used this computer in years. Mm. Well, not years, but in, in a while. I've got it's just not very, not, not very forward thinking before you do everything you on your websites, phone. and they get infected. I don't go on any dodgy websites. Genuinely, it doesn't even have to be dodgy it's websites these days. I don't click on any dodgy links and emails. I don't. Don't have to at this point. That's uh, you can go to almost any website and depending on the ad network they will supply crapware to your PC. Unfortunately, um, I guess. Um, should we get cracking then? Yeah, as I said, it's Kurt dead tonight. Uh, Kurt, Kurt's gone to bed. Oh, he's not feeling very well. And yeah, given, he, given a pedal sheared off his bike and he had to push it home. Yeah, yeah. that's the, enough to crap on anyone's yeah, head. Camera, in it. I forget this. It thinks I've got a webcam. Hello, headset. Oh, good lord. So, some of us have a proper webcam blue tacked to the wall. I do have a proper webcam. It's in a box somewhere. Somewhere. But it just thinks that my Vive is a is a webcam, which is, is very... <laughs> You're a strange little man, and I pity expensive you. Expensive webcam. I'll tell you that. Fair enough. So are we all good to go? Yeah, we're uh, good to go. Yeah. yeah. Why not? Can, <clears throat> can everyone hear me okay? No. Yes. Ish. Maybe. Sort of. Possibly. We should close that. Messages. He's spinning. <laughs> right.
Right, I'll uh, I'll throw the phone away. Who's spinning? You were. Uh, you right? spin me right round, baby, right. Ah, oh, how do we lose Don't that? Speak for the dead. <sighs> right, everyone to the dropship.